Dude, it's uh, nice to it's nice to meet you, man. Happy Friday, all of that. You as well, Ben. Appreciate you uh, having me join here. Looking forward to it. This will be cool. Me too. Me too. I'm 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 super down. I think um, so. We'll go ahead and get re- started in a second. Um, any questions, sort of like high level? I think we can we can just think about sort of marketing practices. You know, well, it's an easy conversation. I think. Um, yeah. Toward. I think because um, I, I also see like the business of law marketing updates that you've done. So. I mean, if we start with marketing, which will eventually likely lead to sales and biz dev and could parlay into tech, like yeah. it's literally what I do all day, every day and for the past decade and a half. So, so you're, you're all good. What, uh, so you're based in New York, right? Or Jersey? I am. Uh, yeah, cool. In the city? New York. You're in the city? Um, I was, well, not the city, but I was in Hoboken for 12 years Cool, cool. and, and my wife and I, um, very naive first time father, but we had twins and I just thought, oh, I'll close the door and I could still work. Yeah, I That lasted it. maybe a month during the pandemic. And uh, we got a spot now in, in Westchester County in New York. So they can, they're running around. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Good, 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 good for you guys. I'm sure uh, backyard's important. You know, I grew up, uh, I grew up in Florida. I'm like, uh, you know, suburban Florida outside green grasses, all of that kind of stuff is the best, you know. Uh, and, and now you're in Chicago. I'm in Chicago and I was in New York for seven years, actually. That's where we started Nexel. Um, okay. and, then, um, and then my partner, she, she went to school and, you know, we still have uh, we actually don't have any people at the time. We had two salespeople that were in New Jersey. So it was nice, but yeah, we just relocated to Chicago and yeah, we'll see. I mean, she's finishing grad school now at uh, at university of Chicago. And then after that, we'll, we'll go from, go from there and figure it out. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you, and you're also, you're a licensed attorney or you're just not practicing. Yeah. You know, I, I still pay my bar. I still pay my bar license, but I haven't practiced probably. And let's see, you know, my, my founding story is like, um, I was like 29. I was trying this, this case against this large pharmaceutical company. And, uh, somehow I, I convinced the partners to like, basically get me this e-discovery thing that I needed to, cause I, I couldn't find what they were looking for. You know, the, the pharmaceutical company, we were like a boutique, like law firm of like 50 something people. Um, and we were going against, I mean, it's like Mylan. I don't know if you know what that is, but yeah. giant, giant, giant corporation, basically. Um, and for some stupid reason, I was like running this entire like product liability case against this thing. It's like, it's because I studied biology and and, uh, and, and, and so he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, do it. Um, so You're anyway, a biologist, of course. Right, exactly. Like, you know, my four fucking classes that I took at Villanova. Um, oh, man. Oh, uh, did you? Temple. My sister. Oh my went God, to there you go. <laughs> and my other sister went to St. Joe's. I'm like, to my parent, you couldn't just move to PA to help us out with the tuition here? Anyway, oh, sorry. No, the whole thing. But yeah, anyway, so I convinced like, you know, the partners. And at the time I was like, we're going to lose this huge case. And I mean, there's shitload of damages. You should just invest in this thing. And I, you know, I was like the millennial 29 year old who like understood anything. But, um, you know, I did it and basically you know, the company found and the e-discovery platform found in like six hours when I couldn't find in like six months, you know, basically. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'm not, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I'm pretty sure like, you know, I've, I've read that Wayne Gretzky quote, go to where the puck is going, you know? And so, I, well, I took a, I took my first vacation in like four years. I went to Thailand, you know, paid vacation, came back and I was like, peace, I'm going to go move to New York and I'm going to get into tech. And I started my own tech company with like every wasted my entire savings basically on it. Somehow like got down, carved back a little bit of money whenever I set, I, uh, 
I, I, I uh, sold the entire platform for like, you know, the next three months of rent or whatever. So I could just make it. <laughs> Long story short, whatever. Now, Bell, this is where this is where I'm at. So this is kind of like, yeah, my story is out. Anyway, long story short, I um, I still pay my bar dues because you know, at the end of the day, I still have this idea that I'm going to go back into back into law firms and bring all of the tech and rev ops and marketing and sales and all of that acumen and sort of come in and you know get some get some cushy job, do next to nothing and just get it like a nice salary and and then be a partner too because I can be an actual owner as, as a as a law as a lawyer basically. So that's my whole that's my whole retirement plan. <laughs> hey and, and depending upon how fast the legal industry moves, you head out to Arizona or Utah and you know get a partner that wants to practice and just run the business. Yeah, totally. It's a whole thing. Yeah, definitely. We'll see how it goes. But for right now, I work in tech. Tech's fun, you know, grows fast, lots of moving parts. Um, but yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's roll in. How sure. do we uh, get this Friday going? Um, I'm going to do a countdown really quickly. Oh, we're actually already recording. Don't worry about it. We're, uh, we'll, we'll cut this out. Um, all right, cool. Uh, so I'll just do a countdown um, and uh, just... Uh, Triple checking background, last names pronounced uh, Lats. Is that right? You got it, Lats, correct. Lats, okay, cool. Um, VP sales, customer success, uh, Mockingbird marketing. All right, nice. Um, cool. Let me just count this down. Let me close Teams because that's, that's just a whole bear of a program. Um, okay, uh, two seconds. Wait. Are you? You still here? I'm here. Where? Where did you go? Hold up. <laughs> you have no. I just lost you on your screen. There's no camera. You want? I'll turn it on and off again. Hold on. Uh, join me, dude. My machine is like going insane. There's no window. Is it uh, the? <laughs> The uh, the view speaker sometimes the speaker like minimizes to nothing. Yeah. Hold on, did I do this? Hold on, exit mi exit minimal view. Okay, dude, there I got you back. Yeah. All right, there we go. All right, ready? Um, mocking mockingbird marketing. Take one. All right, three, two, one. Okay, hello and welcome everybody. This is Ben Chiriboga, the head of growth at Nexel, coming to you with another business of law podcast where we basically speak to consultants, law firm leaders, uh, and everyone in between about what is top of mind uh, in the business of law. Today, I have uh, the pleasure of sitting down with Ron Latz, who is the VP of Sales and Customer Success at Mockingbird Marketing. And uh, we're really gonna kind of do a deep dive on what's working right now um, in the world of marketing to general counsel, high value clients, um, and how you wanna go ahead and approach them maybe a little bit differently, um, those key clients and getting into those key accounts. So Ron, welcome to the Business of Law podcast. Happy to have you here. Ben, thanks. I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, we can go on and on about marketing and sales and biz dev and tech as it all relates to legal. So I look forward to, to the discussion. Absolutely. Me too. So why don't we start with uh, kind of like your potted background. Uh, we were talking off camera where uh, we both spent some time in the in the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area in school. I think you're probably originally from there, maybe if, I, if I'm not sure. But yeah, how did Ron Latz get into legal marketing and uh, mocking, Mockingbird marketing and everything in between? Um, well, doesn't everyone grow up wishing to be uh, 
a marketer uh, to, to attorneys and law firms. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I always I always had an interest just in business and and really building things. Sure. And um, my my foray just into my professional career was more sales driven because I really enjoy just meeting new people like yourself, um, uncovering new businesses and just forging those connections that really allow us to help one another. Um, that's what a lot of sales really comes down to, those relationships, helping, providing value. Um, but that first sales role was with Xerox. And this was back when, you know, larger companies were investing significantly in training their resources. So, you know, they sent me down to Leesburg, Virginia. It was about a six month training. And I, I, I fell in love with, with sales, right? It was just something that I really enjoyed. And I decided after Xerox to kind of jump into the tech startup space. Uh, that's where I learned Manhattan inside and out. And um, from there, an opportunity arised where I was able to kind of go and continue the sales career with Reuters. Um, and within Reuters legal division, I worked for Fine Law for a handful of years. And that's where I was really exposed to just working with attorneys, right? I was a, an account executive, but I was working with small to medium-sized firms mm. with all of their marketing and advertising efforts, right? So it was it was a great marriage of my skill sets as well as, you know, the challenge of essentially just working and negotiating with professional negotiators, right? Like I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and prior to me departing from uh, fine law, I still thought I want to stay within sales, but if I want to continue down this path as a, a lifelong career, I need to get into tech software and I, and I got to sell them to an enterprise. Yeah. And I was able to do that with a, a company called Pro Unlimited, um, where I was still working with general counsel or in-house counsel because we help provide a service and a solution so that organizations can mitigate misclassification and co-employment risk with their contractors. Right. Uh, but meanwhile, I still had some consulting engagements, even years after leaving Fine Law, from some of my flagship clients that really tapped me in to safeguard their investments because they felt like, like the wool was being pulled over their eyes. They were being shown metrics that didn't produce any tangible business results. And I kind of slowly started building my own business consultancy, Tetra Peak. Yep. And you know, six months before the pandemic, I had I had left. I started my own shop, and then um, over the course of COVID, I continued to develop a relationship with vendors uh, that my clients were using. I was completely neutral, didn't care to me who they worked with as long as it was a market competitive price and they get a good product. Yep. Um, started talking with Conrad Sam, who was very instrumental in the building of AVA Legal Directory, founded Mockingbird Marketing a decade ago. Um, and we were very much in line with the, our approach to evaluating and, and understanding if legal marketing has been effective for a law firm. Yeah. And it's, you know, been just under two years. I'm, I'm building out customer success, digital strategy, as well as our sales function. And uh, I work exclusively with attorneys all day, every single day. Yeah. Amazing. So how, um, that's, that's incredible journey. And uh, everybody definitely go check out, connect with, connect with Ron on LinkedIn. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, that's, that's, that's an incredible journey as you, as you did. Um, so how do you, um, 
you know, when, whenever you think of difference, maybe just to unpack that Tetra Pak versus Mocking, uh, Mockingbird, is there a little bit difference in, in terms? Because I know you still, uh, you still have both going on in, in some capacity. And of course, I sort of see the interrelationship between the two of them. But just to help understand, I mean, there's a lot of viewers out there who, who you know, today's, uh, today's career is, is baked in with a lot of different sort of like paths, sometimes like side hustles. I don't like that term, you know, but uh, regardless, you know, we can do a lot of things because we have a lot of leverage now. Technology affords uh, many, many things, uh, more, more time, more product, more output from the input basically. So how does Tetra Pak work with, with Mockingbird? Maybe? So originally, right. It was offering fractional CMO services oh, and essentially I wasn't doing any backend or tactical execution. I was more so driving strategy, ensuring that vendors and consultants were in alignment with the goals and objectives of the firm. And you know, my, my positioning there, my value prop was, I was safeguarding their marketing investment, right? Like they didn't have that individual that you know, kind of looked out for their best interests. And I, and I get it, I've been in sales roles my entire career. Obviously we were motivated by many, many things. Um, one of them is, obviously selling our, our company's products, services, and solutions. Um, but re regardless, you know, Tetra Peak then kind of morphed more into business development coaching for professional services, right? So as, as my responsibilities continue to pile on at Mockingbird, obviously my involvement with Tetra Peak has somewhat taken a, a, a backseat um, over the past like six to eight months. Really, I've worked more focused with uh, accountants actually, but um, right right now the, the there is no real blend because hundred most mostly ninety nine point nine percent really uh, of my focus is towards building out what we are building here at Mockingbird Marketing, and we're full service as far as web design, dev, SEO, ads, and really this whole uh, technology CRM like business intelligence arm of our organization, because as you know very well, sure. as the industry continues to mature and evolve, yep. and maybe this was pressed by the pandemic, or it, yeah. it certainly was, but more of these firms are adopting technology and virtual services and solutions to meet their customers where they want to be met. Yeah. So um, that that's that's really the difference there. I, I wasn't deving, designing, or doing anything yeah. with tech. Whereas we have all of those services that are available to offer that to Mockingbird and other clients as well. Awesome. So why don't we, uh, you said something here that piques everybody's interest, even in, uh, even in September, 2022, um, we're coming out of uh, the pandemic in quotation marks, obviously. Um, where, what do you think are the lasting effects and what do you think's sort of top of mind for people as we as we come out of the pandemic into this new era into this new era of uh legal marketing business development but we can combine those things and almost say go to market strategy as we come out of the pandemic what are what are some lessons maybe learned what do you think is has is going to stick what do you think is not going to stick and then more importantly where's people's heads at i think whenever 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 you take a look at that sure well, what's very similar to the onset of the pandemic and now as we you know, head towards uh, lesser economic times and a recession is the decision that lawyers and, and law firm owners have to come to grips with is whether or not to pull back mm -hmm. pain or double down their investments in marketing. Yeah. 
And I would say the majority of firms that I worked with two and a half to three years ago that pulled out of the market lost significantly more uh, incremental market share than they had expected. And in order for them to kind of play catch up a little bit, they, they're doing things that might not necessarily drive results, but they think that that's how they're going to make up uh, for the, the missed opportunity that the pause in marketing really occurred. Very similar to those that were put in the same position and opted to double down um, and try to capture additional market share, right? Those are the firms that you now pretty much see at top of the results dominating the map pack and continue to cause frustrations to competing firms that once had those illustrious positions online. Um, and that's that's only taking digital into consideration, right? Right. The PI firms that were heavy into TV and radio and billboard that pulled out, right? You see that directly in not only your traffic, but your inbound qualified opportunities that are generated. Right. Once those opportunities are made available to others and, and they they take advantage of them, right? They're, they're going to take your place um, in, in the minds of the consumers when I get into an accident, find myself uh, in a precarious situation criminally or have to do some sort of family planning. Right. Um, so that's that's certainly one. I don't, I don't know if you've, you've seen that at Nexel, but um, yeah, definitely. definitely. I am. Um, so let's 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 go to the second part and actually let's couch it within the context of, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic and let's couch it within the context of our topic for today, which is, you know, high value clients. And sometimes that's like being proactive with your, with your business development, with your marketing, going after the, the, the clients that you really, really want to work with. Like, where, where are we right now from a go-to-market strategy toward that kind of like top 15, top 20% of your market that you're really going after? What's, what's working today? What are, you, what are you consulting with clients on? What are they interested in doing? Uh, whenever they come in and say, you know, we've lost people, let's get them back, or we'd like to expand in that way, or, you know, let's, let's, they don't know about us, but we really have identified them. What are people thinking about right now? Some have a, a shotgun approach and no one is really leading the charge internally, which is always a challenge because there's no one championing those efforts, you know, within the firm or leading by example or, or showing maybe younger associates, you know, the way uh, to success. Others might have just like those one or two or top three rainmakers at the firm that bring in all the work. So they don't necessarily believe that others should be spending the time networking and cultivating a, a valuable contact list in order to bridge relationships, be um, considered for referrals in the future, right? So that, that's going to vary very much uh, across the firm, especially small law, big law, you know, compared to small, medium to, to big law. Um, you know, when I when I first jumped into legal, and again, I, I was still I was selling to lawyers, like one of the things that I would do is, like, I got super involved in the young lawyers division. Yeah, right. Right. That I felt we're going to have a, a similar mindset about technology and marketing, especially social. Mm -hmm. And if I could help guide them, yeah. whether that's put them on partner path or help them bring in new business, whatever it may be, Perfect. right, like, They'll remember Ron or they'll remember at that time, Fine Law or eventually Tetra Peak or Mockingbird that like, hey, like I, I wasn't a client, but he still pointed me in the right direction and gave me some solid advice. 
Right. Um, and that doesn't mean like I'm buying people gift cards and just doing you know boozy lunches and happy hours. Like I would listen. Yeah. They would tell me what they are experiencing and what they are going through. Maybe a managing partner isn't listening to them, or they're just kind of really skeptical about maybe a new piece of technology they want to bring into the firm. Sure. Right. There's this concept in sales like you got to provide value. You got to provide value, but it's like. Well, what does that actually mean, right? And it's it's helping that individual either be better at their job, give them more time with their family, work on more complex cases, right? Like doesn't necessarily mean like I got to bring more and more cases, more and more files to this, you know, partner to, to make them happy, right? Like they have challenges just like we all do. So how can you help those individuals put them in a better position to be more successful at what they are doing? Yeah. Providing yeah. case studies of how this may improve the administrative staff because our admins or paralegals are constantly doing data entry all day, right? Sure. Like sure. Right. what would that do when it comes down to our bottom line? Um, many might not even know the first step of like jumping into social, but they tell marketing agencies, I wanna be on social media, sure. right? So, uh, my take is go and do it and then show them how, how it's going to produce results, right? Um, also, the, 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 the case study is, it's, it's just, it's not that I did X and this was Y. It's like, I did X, this was Y, and this was the impact of efficiency, revenue, lowering cost per conversions, right? Like bringing tangible data yeah. that is tied to whatever your goals or objectives are, or maybe revenue targets, and how does it impact that? Yeah. And those are the conversations that I try to have with potential you know, clients at Mockingbird, right? right. These firms out here, mm -hmm. 20 of the sales guys like we have that are every single day yeah. and I can improve your marketing. Like, yeah, that's right. the easy way to just get ignored, become a commodity and, and never, never get that call back. Yeah. Right. So, totally. so I think, um, you know, to tie this into the actual question, I think, I mean, you answered it beautifully, but to play something back to you, which is, Whenever it comes to high value clients, really the mindsets, I think what I'm hearing from you, the mindset tends to be around delivering value, but also delivering value in concrete ways for them based on sort of like problems that they're really looking 